Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. And BS is the perfect word to sum up the reason for this episode, really. BS as in retouching, i.e. changing someone's image via software to make them appear more appealing, attractive, and almost always younger. For today's episode, I'm focusing on Jennifer Aniston's cover shoot for Beauty Magazine Allure. If you know me at all, you'll know that I'm a beauty writer and photographer, and that when it comes to my own photography, which is mostly portraits, I am a minimal retoucher, as in I might soften a line, especially if the lighting's harsh, or remove a pimple that I know is an obvious concern for the person I'm photographing. And I will almost always brighten someone's eyes. But I am not going to give you poreless skin or a Zoe Kravitz jawline that you definitely didn't walk into the room with. I don't feel that it helps the person I'm photographing if I was to do that such extensive work. I feel like perhaps it could affect their own image of themselves. And of course, the public viewing the image would only see them a certain way. You know, I see it when people take charge of their own image on Instagram. I might meet someone in real life and then check out their Instagram and think, oh, right, well, she uses Facetune on every picture. It's clear certain things are a concern, even though I've seen someone that's just like a beautiful human being. I would want to photograph them as such. And I might even be wary if they use Facetune to such an extent because they might expect me to do similar work in Photoshop. I'm so about reality and realness. And this is coming from someone that is really self-conscious, by the way. Again, if you know me or this podcast, you'll know that I deal with hormonal acne on a monthly basis. And that's been something I've had with me most of my life. I also wear glasses. I used to be really insecure about that. And I'm definitely insecure about people taking my picture. <laughs> this is at a recent event. Somebody that I'd had on the podcast but never met in real life saw me and she was like, we have to get a selfie. And I was just like, oh, and it's just because I'm insecure. So I fully get it when somebody is in a public space and they might be insecure. But I think where the issue arises is when reality really does hit, when we do see them in real life. I'm about real skin and real connection. And when I photograph someone, I'm really trying to create this moment that I then get to share with you, a moment that I have with the person in the photograph that I want to bring to you, which is why I'd, I'm always going to rant about retouching and Photoshop because it's just reached stupid levels. They have agencies specifically for photographers to just send their work straight to production companies like there's a reason that any advert you see will be retouched. And it could be the most slender woman. Like think of someone like Zendaya in a Valentino ad and she'll be retouched. We'll look at her or let's, I'll speak for myself. I'll look at her and think, wow, she's so slim and tiny and toned. And somebody else will be like, right, yeah, but we could shave a little bit more of those elbows off and that chin. I feel like the reason I go on about magazines so much and will continue to do so is because influencers have really had a hard time. I think perhaps post-pandemic, before that, they were just running riot with filters and selling us stuff. But I feel that influencers get the most amount of criticism and are often mocked 
And perhaps sometimes it's rightly so, because let's just say there are some of them out there. I don't know if you've ever seen their real face on their social media profiles, on their stories. There's definitely some people I follow that sometimes I think, oh, I've actually, I don't know the last time I've seen your real face. And again, they do that for their reasons. What I'm talking about today is retouching in magazines, in print and digital, obviously mostly digital these days, although I do think print is having a resurgence. I feel that when it comes to influencers, that's their decision and they might feel insecure. But when it's a magazine, I feel that then that puts you in a position of promoting perfection and ageism. So I absolutely get the the criticism of influencers, but I do think it's unfair that we're not calling out magazines. They use Photoshop religiously, as well as other editing or retouching software. If you're a regular listener, you might have already listened to episode 129, where in that one I asked about why do we still use Photoshop for beauty images? And I give a brief history of the software, actually, if you're interested. There's also that Linda Evangelista episode that I did, that's 137, where I question why British Vogue did so much retouching on their September issue of the supermodel earlier this year. I'll leave links to both of those episodes in the show notes for you. And before we get into the main subject of this episode, don't forget to follow Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me on TikTok as well at Sharice Kenyon. And if you like what you hear, please leave a rating or review wherever you're listening. It really helps. So the magazine shoot that's been on my mind so much is the final print cover of Allure magazine. Before I kind of go into the bits that I'm not happy with, I have to share some of the high points because it is a beautiful shoot. That's the hard part. It's a really beautiful, well thought out shoot. So we've got Jennifer Aniston of Friends fame, obviously. I also loved her in Along Came Polly. It's a really hilarious film. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like stupidly hilarious. And sometimes it kind of makes me sad because it's a film that stars Philip Seymour Hoffman. I don't know if you know him, but he's very funny in this film. I think he made it around 10 years before he died. But anyway, back to the shoot. It was photographed by Zoe Grossman. And the makeup was done by the very well-known Gucci Westman. And hair is by Jennifer's long-term hairdresser, Chris McMillan. I feel that I have to admit here, I am a big Jennifer Aniston fan. Like, I am a fan. From the early days of Friends, which I think started around 1994, she's always had a very golden, glowy, athletic kind of look. I feel like she was often different to perhaps other female celebrities at that time I think maybe they tried to play it as she was the girl next door and of course in Friends that was absolutely kind of her character Rachel Green who was incidentally my favorite female character in Friends I found Phoebe really annoying and Monica was obviously Monica just (laughs) a bit of a control freak perhaps I know that my favorite episode from Um, Jennifer Aniston is probably when she finds out that Ross cheated. Just get away from me! It was a mistake. I made a mistake, okay? A mistake? What were you trying to put it in? Her purse? It's a really good episode. I think that was series three. But yeah, I was basically 
essentially really excited to see the first glimpse of this cover not only because it was Jennifer but also because I've mentioned before I'm a big fan of Allure magazine it might even be over a decade now that I've been buying it the print version I also recently did an episode on the penultimate print cover of Allure magazine that starred um, the musical performer and skincare founder Sierra and that episode focused on kind of like why it's moved to digital only so you can check that out in episode 146 I'll leave a link as always so let's get into the look on the cover it's absolutely a statement cover Jennifer is wearing a tiny teeny like it's actually a micro bikini so basically it just covers up your nipples think about it that way it's vintage Chanel from the 1996 spring summer collection and she's also showing her Gucci g-string from 1997 so two vintage pieces that have been put together there so very revealing it's a black background it's just Jennifer bearing it all And the outfit itself is kind of saying to me that she is more than okay with her body. She might even be proud of it. The only cover line on the final print issue says, I don't have anything to hide at this point. When it comes to the hair and makeup, I feel everything is a very classic Jennifer Aniston moment. It's very natural. It's fleshy pink on the lips and a healthy glow on the cheeks. And with the hair, it's super long extensions, very sexy, very touchable. And even the nails seem to have like a classic vibe to me. At first, I thought they might just be a pure white manicure, which is kind of in right now on TikTok for some reason. It's very popular. But when I checked out the Instagram accounts of the two people listed for the manicure, Kim Truong and DM Truong, they shared that it was these two different Chanel nail polishes one is ballerina and the second one I don't think you can buy it anymore was called blonde white and it's just a very fresh take on white throughout the shoot there's such a focus on these 90s fashion campaigns I don't know what inspired them to go this way I don't know if it was because it's the final print cover I don't know if it's because it's Jennifer Aniston but there's such a heavy 90s influence And I really love it. There's, I think my favorite one is very um, Dior back in 2000. At that time, I think Nick Knight shot the campaign and it was Giselle and some other models and they were very sweaty. Their hair was very wavy. And they've done exactly the same with Jennifer. And they've added this teal eyeliner right in the waterline of her eyes. I love it. She just looks really fresh and glowy and healthy. Might even be the least retouched image, actually, if I'm thinking about it. Then there's a really stylish black look. It's like a black column dress. It's absolutely reminiscent of Tom Ford's Gucci decade, which was 1994 to 2004. The best Gucci decade, as far as I'm concerned. And there's also another Jennifer to me that comes into this cover story, Jennifer Lopez. So I'm not getting that wrong here. I'm basically saying Jennifer Aniston looks like Jennifer Lopez in this shot. She's really tanned. She's got the long extension. She's wearing low slung white trousers and a bra with this vintage embellished Christian Dior belt that dates back to 2003. It is so early JLo to me. It cannot be just a coincidence. So yeah, all of that, consider that the very positive preamble to 
what I'm about to say now. This is the meat of the episode for me. I'm always going to talk about retouching. I've mentioned that many times. But I think what makes this allure cover even more annoying for me is how the article inside, as well as the cover line, clearly paint an image of a woman who is so confident, like the confidence you wish you had when you get to 53, or perhaps the confidence you wish you had now, whatever age you are, like the things that Jennifer Aniston says in this article. And let me just go back to the cover line again. Let me just read it out again. I don't have anything to hide at this point. Those are powerful words, so powerful that they choose to make them the only cover line on the on the, the cover of the magazine. They didn't add anything else. They didn't make a fuss about it being the final issue. They really made a statement of Jennifer Aniston's own words. And those words were reflected within the article. She even goes so far as to say that at 53, she feels the best in who I am today, better than I ever did in my 20s, 30s, or my mid 40s. So I think that's an amazing sentiment to read and Remember, when do we really get told that by women that are our seniors? When do we really get to hear that they're feeling so good about where they are? That is so valuable to me. So why doesn't the imagery reflect the power of her words? Why doesn't Allure show Jennifer Aniston as she really is, as someone who basically says she loves her body? Because those words they're really not working with the images. It is not correlating. You can't read someone's words saying they feel amazing about their body when the images that are there to support the article and those words clearly show that somebody doesn't think Jennifer's body is that great. Somebody made the decision to refine and retouch and hone and de-age the image of Jennifer. I think for some shoots, I might be inclined to think, oh, you know, maybe it's good lighting and great makeup. And of course, it depends on the person in the photographs. But if you look at Allure's video content of Jennifer, which is pretty funny, she's reviewing TikTok trends and it's just great to see her. You can really see how invasive the retouching was for the shoot. Jennifer looks great. She looks tan. She looks healthy. But she does not have that sharp jawline that you see in the photographs. She, she absolutely does not check it out for yourself. I will leave a link in the show notes. It's so hard because I am not criticizing Jennifer for showing who she is. Like she's sitting there. You can see she hasn't got a defined jawline. You can see a lot of positives and that's just the way it is. The defined jawline. She has a jawline. She also has great hair. She has sparkling eyes. But when you look at the images, they must have retouched her jaw, her chin, her neck, her eyes, her waist, maybe her breasts, maybe everything, maybe her lips. Somebody has just, I think someone that really enjoys retouching has had a great time with these pictures of Jennifer Aniston. Like they must be thinking this is their best work ever. And I'm not saying they aren't beautiful images. And I'm not saying Jennifer Aniston isn't beautiful in real life. I'm saying, why didn't they give us the real woman? I've asked this about other editorial shoots. And again, I need to know, is it the celebrities that ask for it? Is it something the magazine heads ask for? Is it something that the photographer is like, right, yeah, while they're photographing, okay, got to get rid of that later. Got to make sure we get rid of this shadow. 
Or is it the production company that decides these changes are essential? As a photographer myself, I have never felt the need to airbrush someone's body to change its shape or size. And I think it's time magazine stopped, especially when the cover star is sharing such a positive image. She's so good with where she's at. She's in a better place than many, most women feel about their bodies day to day. So why is Alert hiding her so-called flaws? Part of me is thinking, is it to do with advertisers? Because throughout the shoot, you know, certain brands are mentioned from beauty and fashion. And I know that magazines make all of their money from advertising, pretty much, especially once they go digital. Like nobody's really, I mean, maybe you subscribe to monthly content from some titles, but right now I think many of them are just trying to get on with going digital and relying on advertisers. So maybe it's all about image for the advertisers because in the same issue, you will see adverts and people will be airbrushed. So is it a case of no airbrushing when it's articles as opposed to adverts? I mean, really, even saying that sounds stupid. Really, shouldn't it be no airbrushing in adverts so we can really see how clothes fit? I've been in situations where someone's shown me, oh, I love this. Um, It'll be like something cheap from that brand Sheen, Shane. S-H-E-I-N. And I look at the picture and I'll say, they've taken her waist in. That's, I don't think you should um, bother buying that skirt or whatever it is because they've, they've retouched that model. So I don't know if it's going to fit you the way it's fitting her. Surely it's time to just get rid of it. And, you know, again, as a photographer, there's so much that you work to do in pre, like, When you're getting ready to photograph someone, you want everything to be the best. So you work with makeup, you take test shots, you work with hair, you take test shots, you make sure the lighting is perfect. Everything that you can do beforehand, you do so that later on in post-production, you don't have to do so much. For me, post-production should be making things brighter and more visible so you can really see. Or if you've got a particular color style, like I'm, my palette is very rooted in kind of cinematic colors like blues and pinks and reds you you tweak that but to say this woman's body is not going to pass for the cover let's send it to a production company I think the one that they used for this shoot is called viewfinders they are based in New York and LA as far as I can see and if you go to their Instagram you can see this is their bread and butter it's lots of perfectly refined magazine shoots and covers, Harper's, Beyonce, anyone you can think of. But I think what is the issue really here for me is just, again, how the images don't work with the words inside. So maybe if Jennifer Aniston had given a completely different interview that was nothing to do with her looks, maybe I wouldn't be so annoyed. (laughs) While I was prepping this episode, I watched a video specifically on CGI beauty in reality TV, which I'm going to have to do an entire episode on because if you think filters are bad, yeah, there's just so much more to come. The video I'm talking about is by one of my favorite YouTubers, James Welsh. He's always got a sense of humor. And like myself, he has a background in photography, particularly in advertising photography. So I always feel that he is real about the BS that we are subjected to by the beauty industry. Like me, he's he loves beauty, he shops beauty, he's he's into it, but I just like how he will still 
acknowledge the bullshit. So in this video, again, I'll share a link in the show notes, James touched on the supposed fake tear from Kim Kardashian. If you haven't seen it, you can check it out in season premiere of season two of The Kardashians. I watched it on Disney and I really do remember the moment. (laughs) It's this tear, it won't go away, but it's actually quite a cinematic tear for that reason. But I don't think it was CGI. I agree with James there. On TikTok, it was labeled CGI, but for me, I think it's more a case of it actually looks like they maybe applied some kind of gel type product that would look like a tear but wouldn't fall too quickly. So it would absolutely get caught on camera. <laughs> I don't think it was CGI because, to be honest, the entire show and every show of the Kardashians is likely to be retouched post production anyway. So I just think <laughs> they faked it anyway. But one point that James really like really hit on the head in this video is he said that all of the skin we see in these shows has been filtered in the editing process so we are never we're never no matter if they you know it's like 7 a.m and Kim's doing a workout or Chloe's having a salad we're never going to see their real skin we're not going to see Chris in all her glory when she's woken up, she's still going to look glowy even without makeup on. And it's because they are doing the most once they've shot the the film. They spend hours perfecting everything. So if you think looking at a photograph filtered is bad enough, they are using filters, essentially filters throughout this show and many shows like it. Definitely some of my favorites like Selling Sunset. Yeah, that there's a reason why people look perfect. I think another thing that James's video reminded me of is that these people that we see, their look is their, that's their income. So what comes with that is having a budget that allows them to have a personal photographer, follow them around, probably retouching on the go. So they can just throw out a little shot on Instagram that's just, you know, a candid image, but really they've spent half an hour perfecting it. They can have the chefs, they can have the trainers, and of course, there's the glam squad. It's no wonder they look so perfect, which means it's no wonder that people freak out when Kim Kardashian's seen in the street looking, oh my God, looking a little bit tired, looking a little bit red, and looking like she, you know, she's got a little bit more of a chin and jaw that we actually thought. People have literally been saying on TikTok, is Kim okay? Like in that voice that they used to reserve, you know, when Britney Spears shaved her head in 2007 or whenever a celebrity loses weight, it's like, are they okay? What have they been taking? Are we really so out of touch with reality? We're forgetting that, no, that's just how people look without the aid of cameras and filters and retouching software. That's just them walking down the street. That's the, that's just Kim having a day out in Miami and she took her shades off. We really need to remember that celebrities most often will choose what they show us and control their image. That, Im- that picture of Kim looking tired might not happen again because she might be like, oh my God, how did we let that one go, guys? So please don't forget there's also a burden that comes with celebrity. There is a pressure whether you like this celebrity or not there's absolutely a pressure to stay relevant 
and desirable and wanted and young. And social media has absolutely increased that burden. We might have been doing selfies 10 years ago, but now there is nothing natural or candid or carefree about a selfie when you have um, several million dollar contracts centered on your looks. I had to laugh recently when somebody tweeted this picture of Beyonce. (laughs) Obviously, it's somebody from the Beehive. And if you know the Beehive, well, if you don't know the Beehive, they are like dedicated to the core you must not say anything negative about Beyonce um so yeah one of these beehive members had said shown this image of Beyonce claiming she was makeup free and what a queen she was and how amazing she looked and I couldn't help but say she is wearing makeup because you can you can see it and it looks like she retouched the image because her chin was so pointy and her neck was so like shaded So it's like you mostly saw this pointed face, but the neck kind of disappeared. It was like it had been darkened or something just to maybe hide some lines. You know, God forbid she's got a little line on her neck. But so I told that person, I don't usually respond to people on Twitter, but she told me to calm down. And um, I thought, well, maybe you should calm down because it's really not that real and maybe you should go out. And she was basically saying, it's not that deep. I can see it's, I can see she's wearing some makeup. And I was like, but you didn't say that. And surely you're the one that's taking these things too deeply because you're going on social media, posting a picture of something you don't even know is real. I mean, how, if you think about it, isn't that quite dangerous? (laughs) And don't get me wrong, I've probably done it myself. How many times have we shared something that might not even be real. I don't want to get too weird here because I'm literally watching the second series of Capture right now, which is all about correction. They call it correction where something happens and, or rather something doesn't happen, but the person, no. (laughs) Okay. So someone does something, but it's not caught on camera. So they might fake it on camera. So it really did happen. And now you have the proof, but it doesn't mean that it's real. So that show is really good. It's quite scary because it's it's literally this whole thing. Well, if you've been seen doing it, then you did it. And I think we clearly fall into that. You know, if we see Beyonce looking good and someone says she's not wearing makeup, everyone's like, wow, I wish I could look like that. And I think that's why I do episodes like this, because I just want people to know it's not real and you're okay. Like just try and, you know, be the best you that you want to be. Like do what you want with your face and like look at your face, get to know it. Because when you're on social media and see that it's not just celebrities, brands do it too. Of course it can feel like your looks don't matter or then just not wanted right now. Look at social media posts from brands that I buy from regularly, by the way. Fenty Beauty, Pat McGrath. I literally order very regularly from those two in particular. But I'm not ordering because of the models that they share. I do love the makeup looks, but many of them have, they've already put filters on them. If you check out the models, they have zero pores or texture. And if you do watch the James Welsh video, you'll see he actually shows you a Fenty Beauty video where you can basically tell that the model has had a filter applied because every time the makeup artist puts the brush on the model's face, it changes. 
So, yeah, a lot, definitely Fenty, definitely Pat McGrath. They'll have these models that basically become so smooth, like baby skin, mannequin-like. Yeah, again, I just wanted to do this episode to let you know you will never keep up with the likes of the Kardashians, which is why, to me, it is so important that magazines like Alert start showing us what's real, start showing us real skin, because... Magazines like Allure rely on us reading them. I get it that they need the advertisers, but the advertisers won't advertise if we're not looking. And I'm not even saying to ban retouching outright because like I said, I think that'll be so hard. I can see it in every single advert. But I just want them to say these images have been retouched. Maybe that's what they should do because they're basically just selling you a false item or image or lifestyle that you will never have. We are the people that magazines are lying to, but we're also the people that you are trying to sell to. So how about we cut the BS and just have some real conversations? But what do you think? Have you seen the Jennifer Aniston Allure cover? Do you like it? I like it. Um, if you haven't seen it, be sure to head to my TikTok and check it out at Sharice Kenyon. Do you think retouching is to be expected? Do you think I'm just going on about it? Do you think it's just a case of me deciding not to look at magazines anymore? Or do you agree that if we're criticizing influencers for using filters to sell products and actually bringing in legislation against it, it's also time that we called magazines and celebrities out for using what is state-of-the-art retouching and real-time filters. Let me know over in the DMs on Twitter or Instagram at BeautyMePodcast. And feel free to share your thoughts at length via email at BeautyMePodcast at gmail.com. Do remember that although this show is often me talking to you about stuff that bothers me or interests me, I really would love to know more about you. So get in touch let me know who or what you'd like me to talk about next and don't forget there's also the newsletter which you can subscribe to for free at beautymenotes.substack.com see you next time